to this podcast episode. Maybe I'll just keep uh, throwing episodes at you since we owe you a bunch. Um, If you listen to the one prior to this, you know why or what has taken up a bunch of my time on Ian Brees Weeks. And I hope you enjoy it. Today's guest or this episode's guest is somebody that I chatted with um, before I headed home to Philadelphia. It was this past weekend's uh, contact content. Uh, Every Sunday morning, I interview somebody locally, and there are often you often have the opportunity to hear that on the podcast before it goes on the air across our Cumulus radio station cluster. Usually it's early in the morning on a variety of our stations, Sunday morning. This is uh, Marsha Oberleiter, uh, who we're going to talk about the Alzheimer's Walk coming up same day, October 7th, as my Out of the Darkness Walk with AFSP. Uh, Marsha was a good visit. Uh, the Alzheimer walk, it's not something, it's something that we often hear a lot about. It is an extremely common disease and we hear about it. Maybe we hear about it and we just kind of overlook some of the nuances, some of the details of it. And I fired those questions off to Marsha as you'll hear me ask her and grab her insight from this. Um, I had heard somewhere along the way, don't like if we just keep living and living and living, like if we're lucky enough to just keep pulling years off the calendar doesn't uh something along the lines of either alzheimer dementia um, or cancer just get us like you don't really die of old age one of those two things just gets you so i'll throw that at marcia first up some topics i didn't get to with alex earlier on um there is a 100 movie Disney collection coming out which is going to include it's all in blu-ray it will include pixar titles Uh, Pre-order happens Walmart's website or Walmart on the 18th. I will just give you a heads up. Um, They're not as heavy as books, but they're heavy. And when you move stuff, as you maybe have had a move or two and you have learned, as I have, the harder, at least heavy way. Um, Physical media, as much as we might love it, can be extremely heavy. And uh, just because all those books or DVDs or whatever fits in the box doesn't mean the bottom of the box can hold it. And I found out that hard way as well. Uh, Along the lines of Pixar and whatnot, you may have heard me mention a friend, Nicole, in the podcast episode with Alex. Uh, Nicole is someone who I've known... um, from my time in radio, our paths crossed. She's from a part of Pennsylvania. No, we knew each other. And she's one of my last friends in radio back home in Philadelphia. Uh, and she had brought me up to speed on Saturday how there's these uh, star or asterisk and logos all over New York City. And there's a TikTok person like sleuthing this and sussing this all out that uh, trolls band together is going to bring sync back. She said, have you heard about the sync reunion? And the answer was no. Um, and, and she said that, you know, Justin needs to do this because he doesn't have the greatest reputation lately. And I was like, I don't know if it's... And I wasn't going to have this this debate or discussion with her. I don't know if it's that so much as he's just not out there. And good for him for keeping to himself. While um, the other guys have been saying, what, Joey hosts game shows, Lance has a podcast. I don't know where Chris is. Uh, JC is here and there. But uh, the InSync reunion has officially been announced and there'll be more to come, I think, including a new song with that Trolls Band Together movie. We can only hope that it's as good as, did Justin do Can't, uh, can't Stop the Feeling for Trolls? It was one of those animated movies. This is, this is not my area of expertise. 
And it makes sense for them to get back together because the Backstreet Boys have toured for several years and uh, and probably made a lot of money and made a lot of people happy with that. Uh, now they have, what, like a detergent commercial? Maybe we'll get a a throwback Backstreet song that is a uh, that is a hit. We'll get Larger Than Life 2K23 or whatever it may be. So that's out there. That's some, some recent news. And... One more pop culture thing. Um, you know that the SAG and the after strike, the after strike is going on. No new shows have come out. I see Drew Barrymore is going to try to do her show. She says that she doesn't necessarily require writers to do her show because of what her show focuses on. I know that's probably upset some people in a way of crossing the picket line. But we're not. We're pro- don't expect a lot of uh, shows that you might have been this fall. I don't know if they've been taken off the calendar, if some have been shot, or how this is all going to work out. But this strike is going on. It could go into next year. Some movies like Dune have already been bumped into next year because part of the strike is um, actors, actresses cannot talk or promote their projects. Um, I'm waiting to see if Captain Marvel, the big Marvel release, which I think comes out in November, uh, will get moved to next year. There's a, a story that it will take the IMAX date that Dune had, which it wasn't going to get. But if you can't promote the project, doesn't matter. Uh, with that said, one movie that I think is right around Christmas is um, a Willy Wonka prequel. I don't know the actual name of it, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is playing Wonka and like a a tried and true milk chocolatey prequel with a, I guess, a pretty sound story as opposed to the flashbacks that the Johnny Depp movie did, whatever that was, 15 years or so ago. Like, this is all set before the Wonka Vader and Charlie and all that stuff. Um, Timothy Chalamet cannot promote the movie unless the, the, the strike is over by that time, but we're going to, that, that's three months away. That's going to happen real fast. So what's the next best thing to to, to uh, promoting uh, a movie? Well, I remember a couple of years ago reading a story that Leonardo DiCaprio had given um, who could be the next Leonardo DiCaprio, whether you like Leo or not. I like his stuff. Um, could be Tim- Timothy Chalamet. He is very talented. Um, I think he has been nominated for some awards. He has been in some big movies, some very good movies, a variety of different performances. I think Leo told him in this story... Here's my professional advice. No superhero movies, no hard drugs. Seems like good advice. Uh, I think he should have added to that for the how it can maybe change your reputation a little bit. Uh, don't date any of them. Who's them? Don't date anybody whose last name is Jenner or Kardashian. Leo likely did not give him that advice because Timothy Chalamet was seen with Kylie Jenner. Um, doing lots of things at the U.S. Open in New York this uh, this past weekend. So the next best thing to being on the talk show circuit and doing interviews and promoting your movie out there as you normally would, would I guess be seen with one of them because it certainly will keep your profile up as much as it might bring my respect for you down a little bit. Um, let's dive into a discussion about something that, again, we have all heard about, but maybe we overlook some of the details and why it is such a bane, why it is such a demon and takes so many lives. 
right now. We'll have that discussion with Marsha Oberleiter. As we talk about the Alzheimer Wall coming up, this is the Monroe one, Monroe County one on October 7th. We'll do that now. Marsha Oberleiter, did I get that right? You did. Excellent. Thanks for taking some time. Uh, this is something new on my radar. Uh, we've got the walk coming up on uh, on October 7th, and we can do over do the, the quick details. Uh, walk to end Alzheimer's. Yes, it's the Monroe County Walk to End Alzheimer's, October 7th. Uh, coming up at uh, registration at 9, walk at 11. This will be the um, 11th year that we've had a walk to end Alzheimer's in Monroe County. Um, we have raised approximately $60,000 last year to help end Alzheimer's and to help uh, with people and families who are affected by the disease. Which is a lot of people, as I kind of warned you. I have, yes. lots, I have lots of questions. I think we're all very familiar with, uh, with Alzheimer's. We hear it. Actually, it's quite... Uh, um, Relates back to Bob Barker, I believe yes. that was his cause of death, Alzheimer's. Yes. What What is it? So, um, Alzheimer's is one of the subsets of dementia. Dementia is any kind of memory loss, ability to function, um, and it can involve several different reasons. Alzheimer's is the number one cause of dementia with about 65% of them, which is on a, a something happening in the brain. Brain is reducing in size. It, there are plaques and there are tangles. This is a very layman's term. I'm not a researcher, but um, there are plaques and tangles happening in the brain. The, the signals are not getting um, to where they need to be, and you start to lose your ability to have me- memories. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, you lose your ability to eat and to even function um, because the brain does not remember even how to breathe eventually as, sure. as it reaches the end stage of the disease. But the early stages are usually memory loss. Um, a lack of judgment, doing things you maybe didn't do before. Oh, I know plenty of people have poor judgment. <laughs> yeah, I can't necessarily blame that on dementia, but <laughs> right, right. Unless they're you know ninety five or something. But what is? And I know I think people can relate. They hear this all the time, but maybe they don't know the nitty gritty details of it. They just maybe associate it with like you talked about memory loss. When when uh, is the typical onset for this disease? Well, one out of three seniors over the age of. Um, 75 can develop Alzheimer's disease. Um, it's traditional. It traditionally comes with age. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it doesn't have to. I have uh, in my job here. I have seen people get Alzheimer's disease early as 50 mm-hmm. um, and pass away within five to seven years of the disease, which is usually the trajectory time frame, uh, about seven years. Um, and it uh, it usually um, starts though in the in the mid to, to late 70s. Although in Bob Barker's case, I sure. suspect it didn't start so much later than that, and yeah. he's 99 years old. Yeah. Tony Bennett. Also also recently passed away with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's disease. So, so, and forgive me, I don't miss, mean to misspeak or or, or uh, be ill-intentioned here. Like with Bob Barker in a case like that, is it in a way like just old age? Like in the same, the two key parts of our body is the heart and the brain. Right. Um, we really can't live a full life without either of right. them. Um, many people die of heart disease. Is this like the brain dying out? It is a little bit. You, It, it could be an al- analyzed that way, but it isn't. It doesn't happen to everybody. So it's one out of three, which means two other people don't sure. have that problem with their brain. So there is an actual something physically happening in the brain that is changing the trajectory of how you function. And we are working as the Alzheimer's Association to try to figure out what happens. What is the start of that? Because once the disease progresses to a certain level, it's not reversible. Right. The brain damage is done. Um, and we're hoping that maybe we, especially for those early onset people in their 50s, still working, living the prime of their life. Um, we're hoping to be able to slow that that trajectory down by figuring out through the research what's happening, and we are getting we are actually making tremendous strides. Good, good. Um, what 
Is there a way to slow it? There is no cure, correct? Right. There is no cure. In the last six months, they've introduced two drugs, and uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce their names. Lacanumab, I believe, is one of them that are um, designed to help slow the progression. And they're done through an IV. Um, you work with your doctor to figure out if it's the right treatment for you. There are... Um, they have, they have actually proven to slow the progression. So Great. it's the first time ever that there's a drug that slows it. Um, there are a lot of drugs that will treat the symptoms um, that people get. But a lot of times, you know, they just treat, they they have side effects. Sure. So everything has a side effect. So you weigh the, weigh the odds between the drugs and the side effects. Absolutely. Um, what about as far as uh, as, as diagnosis? Is, is it a, a scan of some sort? They do have the ability to take um, PET scans, that but they're very expensive. So mm-hmm. generally, it's done through um, a testing in your doctor's office. Uh, you know, you go to your doctor and you say, I'm having some memory issues. They have this like 20-question test. They ask you to draw a clock mm-hmm. um, and some other, remember some words I said. I'm always afraid when they get those tests that I'm going to forget. Right. Because um, it's it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, that's the first indicator. Um, so a lot of it is just... Uh, they really can't tell if someone had Alzheimer's until they have an autopsy, mm-hmm. but PET scans are beginning to show quite a bit of that, but they're, they're expensive and sometimes it's just obvious. Sure. The clock, I think, is something that many of us have seen like cinematically or in entertainment. Yes. Um, how they're, they're, we could we think we could all draw a clock, but it looks very abstract when this person in the, in the movie well, or whatever is doing it. Yeah, they're doing the clock and the numbers are outside the clock. Yes. Or, um, and honestly, I don't know how these young people that don't use clocks these days might do it. They might be drawing <laughs> a little digital clock with numbers in it. Right, 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 right. Um, this uh, this takes more lives than I think I saw breast cancer and uh, prostate cancer combined. Yes. Um, what? Why is it such a high number like that? I also saw, and you're answering all my questions. See, nothing to worry about. Thank you so much for this insight. Did I see from 20, 2000 to 2019, uh, the amount of deaths doubled as well? Yes. Well, you know what? Uh, baby boomers. Sure. The population is has uh, doubling. We're all, not we, because I'm 62 myself, are hitting that baby boomer age. And so there's just a greater number of people um experiencing Alzheimer's from the strict fact that we're all getting older. Is it, and in a way it's like, that's both good and bad. Like we are living longer than ever, Yes, but that means like something else is going to take you out. We're beating cancer now. We're beating, we're beating prostate cancer. We're beating um, some of these other diseases, heart diseases, our heart research has been amazing. And unfortunately that is leading the opportunity for us to end up with Alzheimer's. And it's a terribly tragic disease for families. Uh, because you're, you're uh, we went through this. We, I say, I, maybe people will remember back to what six, seven years ago with uh, with, with the ice bucket challenge, mm-hmm. and I think people might have heard of ALS, but then they really saw just what an awful disease is, where the dementia and Alzheimer's it takes away your brain, but ALS will take away literally like everything. Yes. You're like a prisoner in your I own body. Aunt, I had an aunt who passed away from ALS. It's a terrible disease, and your brain actually still functions with yeah. ALS. That's what's really yeah. So their ice bucket challenge was amazing. Um, Alzheimer's, the body uh, can remain pretty strong, but you'd lose your ability to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. your ability to take to answer to take uh, make responsible decisions for yourself. You become very dependent, and it's really really hard on families sure. because they don't always understand what's happening, and they don't know how to respond to the behavior changes that come with Alzheimer's. There are behavior changes. It's not the traditional. Um, hey, go in your room and get that for me. They might go in the in the room and they don't remember what they went in there for, um, and they will repeat themselves over and over again. So, it's a difficult 
it, it's probably harder on the families than it is, sure. is on the person getting the disease who may not be aware of it. I, I had thought about this before. We Sometimes we make uh, blue humor jokes and bad things, but I would go, you know, Alzheimer's, you don't know what's happening to you. Um, like you said, you pointed out to your, to your family um, and how it's more challenging for them as opposed to the ALS. I guess if, if there was a peaceful way I wanted to go for, and I don't have much family, I, I wouldn't want to know about it. <laughs> Um, and I know that that might sound a little blue or, or bad humor, but I, I mean, there are a lot of ways that can take us out, especially now, as you pointed out, we're living a lot longer. Yes, but you know, um, some people do find out, realize they have Alzheimer's right up front. Uh, the famous, um, he, he ran the Columbus Zoo. I can't remember his name. Uh, oh. He's on t- Saturday morning TV. Yes. I still watch him every Saturday. He has Alzheimer's disease. And yeah. he, I read recently an article about him, and he knew it. They And he was in total denial. Like, this can't be happening to me. Um, and... You know, they just they he was in absolute denial that it was happening to him. And most of the time they just live life in a state of confusion for the most part. And they live for a long time, yeah. seven, ten years sometimes. And so it's really, really tough. Um, I you make me think of my uh, my my dad's mom, Grammy W. Um, and I think she had a form of, of cancer. She was in her mid 80s and very healthy woman. But I do remember my dad saying, uh, you're going to want to come over and see Grammy because she's, you know, not remembering stuff. Yeah. Is, is that likely uh, something along because it seems like it was probably a coincidence that the okay. cancer and that and that she was in mid 80s. Right. Yeah. Um, that that happened because I don't think that there was a side effect effective from cancer of memory loss um and yeah she's probably didn't know who you were at a certain point nope. it, it could be for even although it could also be from the drugs from the cancer the treatments stuff but more than likely it was just her age and a combination of the two diseases together in a way um i had heard something a long time ago and i'm excited to have you here so you can answer these questions we have come scientifically so far we're living longer than ever and i know covid put a dent in that but um hopefully we can get that trajectory back up is it like human beings can only live so long and, and i think i it, please correct me if i'm wrong with this like one way or the other something along the lines of alzheimer's dementia or cancer will take you out eventually because the body just can't exist that long i know that there are people who just die in their sleep you know they die peacefully of what they call old age um Usually is a heart disease. I think heart disease right. is still the number one killer of sure. um, of people. So um, Alzheimer's is like number six. Mm-hmm. So yeah, eventually your body just can't um, continue. It's like our cars. Like eventually they they stop running. So uh-huh. that just it, you know what the lesson is to live your life as full as possible. Um, and even people who get diagnosed with Alzheimer's, even though they're diagnosed early, and we say I don't want to know, but you do want to know because you want to get your affairs in order. Well, you have a chance to say what you want. Well, you can get your wills and your testaments and your um, to say the things you need to say to your family and friends while you still remember, because you'll have usually some period of time that you will still be cognitive. Uh, what are the promised garden flowers? Oh, well, as part of the walk, everybody gets a beautiful pinwheel flower to carry during the, the actual ceremony itself. And um, they all represent the reason why we walk for Alzheimer's. So uh, the yellow flower is, I'm going to have to get my brain to that part. The blue flower is someone who has Alzheimer's. Okay. The purple flower is someone who's lost somebody from Alzheimer's. And then the um, orange flower is we support the cause. We don't Got have it. someone in our family, but we support the cause and, and we are here. And then the yellow flower is I'm caring for someone with Alzheimer's. And during the ceremonies at the walk itself, we talk about one person that represents each one of their flowers and we tell their story and then they hold that flower up and then everybody holds a flower up together. It's very uplifting 
It's not a depressing day. It's a day of hope. It's a day where they call it the world's largest support group for people living with or affected by Alzheimer's because they hug each other. They hug me. I hug them. Um, we we see hope on the horizon and we see people who have gone. I can always tell if I say that I work for the Alzheimer's Association if somebody that I'm talking to has experienced their family because their eyes will change. They will get haunted because they know. And until you've had it happen to you, you really can't quite picture what it might be like to just have someone sitting across from you that you can't communicate with that mm-hmm. you love so much. Yeah. Um, and it's a really great day to honor them. Is it uh, around the country, around the world, yes. on, all on the same day? Nope. Um, there's 600 walks and they're all in the fall. Got it. I think there might be some earlier in the summer that are in the south mm-hmm. or, or later in the fall that are in the south because it's hot. Um, but there are um, 600 walks across the country and it is the... Um, Second largest peer-to-peer fundraising event in the United States. So we're just behind the Heart Walk as the largest fundraiser. Uh, it shows how we've gone from 30 years from being like small and not even in existence to the second largest right behind the American Heart yeah. Association. And as you said, there's now a medication that can stifle. That can um, help it's, extend the, extend the, the uh, disease. How did you get involved with all this? Oh, I... Um, my grandpa probably had Alzheimer's back in the 80s. We called it senility back then. Mm. He was chained to his bed in a hospital and mm. screamed, um, just screamed uh, and chained to his bed. And I didn't really understand or know much about it. I used to worry a lot about my parents getting it because my grandpa had it and it can be hereditary. Yeah. Um, but I spent the first uh, 40 years of my life working in the profit industry. I worked for Lazy Boy and I decided um, when I retired from Lazy Boy that I wanted to give back to my community. Uh, so this is actually a part-time job for me, and I um, really love it because I feel like I'm making a difference. And I, I know even if I don't make a difference every single day in terms of money, I make a difference when I talk to somebody and a family member and I listen to them sure. uh, tell their story about Alzheimer's. Well, your passion just jumps out and Aww. you're so knowledgeable about <laughs> this. So thank you for going from what you did to, to this. Um, it's probably very fulfilling um, in, in a much different way than the success you had in the prior lifetime. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. I, working at Lazy Boy was really fun and I traveled and you know all that kind of stuff. But at some point, you know, your priorities change and this was just was there at the right time. It's uh, it's a different kind of feeling you see from someone giving them the the perfect couch for their living room rather than relating to a relative that you can share a story with, right? right? And I didn't know that much about Alzheimer's disease when I started. I had not had it in my immediate family. Um, and now that I do know, it's one of those things that I, I can't really put aside or forget because sure. you know I'm always someone says they can't remember something and my eyes go mm. yeah is that do you, does it come back to you later because there's some differences between normal memory loss and Alzheimer's memory loss where normal memory loss is I can't remember what I came in this room for but right. I'll re- but I'll remember later and I know that when I go to the bank what I need to do at the bank but other memory losses you have no idea that you put your keys in the refrigerator right or that you just literally don't um didn't remember what you didn't remember. Um, you do strike me here uh, and have me thinking about my dad, who I'm going to actually go home in a couple of days and see, and he is 74. Um, so, like, stuff like this begins to get on my radar. And he's 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 very healthy. Um, and I had read something else that says, like, for every year you make it deeper into your life, it enhances the chances of making it making it even older. Oh, that's cool. Um, which makes a lot of sense, because yeah. if, if you're going to get to, like, 80, you might as well keep going 85, because you've done something to get to 80. And 74 80. isn't what it used to be. It's like the new 60. <laughs> <laughs> Some of his behaviors would completely agree with that. Um, but you mentioned, like, the forgetfulness, and he, he tells me the same things repeatedly, mm-hmm. but I, I think 
think that is more, and this is a good way to define this. Like, that's his confusion. He forgets if he told my brother. He forgets yeah. if he told a friend. And I'm like, Dad, I've heard I've heard this story already. So, and it, I well, do the same thing at times. If he repeats it to you four or five times in a row. No, not in a row. In the same conversation. Yeah. Then you might want to be a little bit right. alarmed. But if he's told you two weeks ago, I can't remember. It's something to make note of, but I wouldn't get too worked up over it if he's still functioning right. in every life and not getting lost in the car and no. not having issues like that. He is still pretty young, and um, his doctor, like my husband is 73, his doctor does those memory tests with him once a year yeah, just to check out, and of course, he checks out great. <laughs> right. Can I go back to your dad for a moment, yeah. if I may? You said your dad was the one- My grandpa. Grandpa. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. In the 80s. Um, was he screaming before they tied him to the bed? You know, he lived in Kansas, so I used to just hear the stories. I was only Got like it. 20. Um, but I don't think so. I mean, he was a warm-hearted, really friendly guy. We used to play cards. We would used to, um, he'd teach us how to play Go Fish and all the fun card games back in the, the day. And he got it pretty quickly and fast. He was like 88 when he died. Um, he might have been screaming in part because he was tied to a bed. Right. It's something they don't do nowadays. It, I do a lot of mental health stuff. In fact, my uh, my Out of the Darkness walk is the same day as yours on October 7th. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I started talking about this real seriously seven, eight years ago. And when I was doing my research so I could be more educated, I'm like, we're not that far removed from exactly what you just, just described. You know, 50s, 60s, where they put people in asylums and yeah. they, they doused you with medication until you were a zombie. So just there was zombie, no screaming. Right? And we were cutting parts of people's brains out as well. Lobotomies. Like yeah. yeah. Like that wasn't that long ago. No. And, you know, that's one of the great things is that I work with so many amazing memory care units that really care for the people that are there and they do a lot more to stimulate their brains and a lot and then just letting them sit there and stare. I mean, eventually they might just sit there and stare at the wall, but they do significantly more um, better treatment for people now than they used to back then. They didn't so kind of like a brain gym. Um, yeah, they well, they play silly little games like they get a noodle and they throw a ball back and forth with each other and they um, they do painting projects with them and they'll have entertainment come in and play guitars for them. So it's significantly more interactive. Um, they get a lot of hugs. They get a lot of meal attachments um, until they reach that point where they're you know bedridden. They get a lot of stimulation to keep them as happy as possible because there can be some mood swings in Alzheimer's too. Um, I don't know that I saw there's a new medicine out for that. I don't know too much about it, but they, they, they have to, there's a, it's a job to work for somebody, work sure. for somebody. Uh, I do have one more question about when it comes to that, but to go backwards for another question about treatment, when it's early onset and it's identified, are there ways without medication to, again, maybe like um, exercise the brain, yeah. strengthen the muscles to slow it down? You know, like they say crossword puzzles, keep your keep your brain occupied. They always, the, the biggest advice that I always hear is healthy brain, healthy body. Sure. What you do for your body and your heart is good for your brain. So eating right, the vegetables, all that health this is can't it's not going to hurt you it, for some people who for it's hereditary it probably won't help um but i always develop the approach from working for the association of i live the best life i can every day yeah and i try not to let things stress me out that would have stressed me out in the past like petty little slights and things people might say because you just don't know when everything is going to change and it's Really important to just love the people around you. Yeah. And to really share that. You had mentioned uh, heredity again, and yes. we don't know if that's actually connected or not. But we do see it a lot okay. in families where grandma had it, mom had it. Sure. And younger person has it. We see it a lot. Okay. Um, so we can't 
predict that, but it is one of the research factors. Sure. I did want to mention too in Monroe County that we have we estimate there's about three thousand people in Monroe County with Alzheimer's disease. So we get about two or three hundred people that come out to the walk every year. I encourage anybody that whether you donate or not to please come and join us on October seventh um, at St. Mary's Park because it's a really great experience. You'll meet some of our educators. Some of the we have program people that actually go into the home. And we have an 800 number that you can call 24-7. You're having a behavior issue. You're having a problem. And you need to talk to somebody right then because you don't know what to do with this person there. A lot of times they stay up all night. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have people there at the walk that can help you and give you advice and information um, as well. So I would just encourage anyone to just even stop by that morning. Let me uh, dive into my notes here for one uh, important last last question. Um, There's a lot of unpaid care with this. When I saw that in the statistics, is that meaning like family members and friends got it? Yeah. And a lot of people, we have this uh, this statistics sheet called the impacts of Alzheimer's on the workplace um, with with, uh, people that have to leave their jobs. I have a guy right now and um, his name is Frank. His mother passed in January of Alzheimer's disease. She was Lena. Lena's Restaurant in Blissfield, Michigan. She's a beautiful Italian lady, amazing cook, opened a restaurant. She passed from Alzheimer's disease. He moved back, sold his apartment, moved back in with his parents, had to leave work early to help take care of her. They did not want to put her in an, in a home. And so family members bear the brunt. Yeah. And there, a lot of them are in their sandwich generation, raising kids, taking care of their parents. Thousand percent. Yeah, it's uh, it's... Again, the double-edged sword of, this is great, we're living, the healthy people are living longer than ever, but we're, we have these new battles to fight. Right. Um, Marsha Oberleiter, thank you so much for being a part of this and visiting. Can I have all the details for the walk again, please? Yes, it is Saturday, October 7th. It is at St. Mary's Park in Monroe. We will uh, meet at the park for opening ceremonies, which will start at 1045. And then we will walk through the beautiful IHM campus, the convent campus that is right a block or so down from the park. And come back, we'll have a DJ, we'll have a little bit of entertainment, we'll have our Promise Garden flowers, some snacks. Um, it'll just be a really warm-hearted event. And we, um, if you would like to register, um, it's alz.org forward slash walk and just find Monroe, Michigan. There's several Monroes, so you got to look for Monroe, Michigan. Don't register for Monroe, Pennsylvania. Because <laughs> it might not even be on the same day, and then you all take a long and ride, right? it's a long ride, yes. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you for all this. This has been great. I appreciate all the information. I appreciate the opportunity. Really do. Thank you so much. Of course, of course.